Hi, Katrina. How are you? Very well, John, and yourself? Uh, not too bad. Not too bad. Um, how was things? Very good. Thank you. Now, not good. too bad at all. Good. Um, well, I was going to say, I, I suppose to start off with, I'll let you tell, you, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, well, I, I suppose I, I'm a, a woman who wears many hats. Um, I'm very passionate about music, so I've always been singing and writing songs. I suppose I wrote my first couple of songs when I was a teenager and I grew up in a bar in Tralee, the Munster Bar, where there were many opportunities to be wheeled out and provide a bit of entertainment <laughs> uh, to my dad's customers in the bar. So it was a good old platform for me, I suppose, growing up yeah. um, and a good place to, you know, kind of showcase maybe songs you wrote yourself and see yeah. how they, the audience would react to them and to play cover versions of songs as well in many different styles. So I kind of grew up there singing and playing piano in my dad's bar and I went to lessons then in classical piano and voice lessons. I was lucky you know, to be able to, okay. to do that growing up, I suppose, from the age yeah. of about 11 when we moved into Tralee Town. Uh, we'd been in the country prior to that and I'd been I'd played a bit of Tim Whistle and a bit of Melosian just because they were lying around the house and we were taught a bit of Tim Whistle in National School in Farn 4. Yeah. Um, but probably the first time I ever sang a song was age 10 when it was the 100th year anniversary of our little village school in Farn 4 and that's kind okay. of when I realised when I could sing, that I, <laughs> that I actually could sing. I didn't realise I had a voice at all before that. Yeah. And the teacher just happened to hear me and they put me singing an Auntie Griffith song from a distance. Lovely oh, fantastic. Song. Yeah. And um, grew up then and when we went, moved into the town in Tralee, um, went to piano lessons and voice lessons in the School of Music and piano with a lady called Anne Brazel. And I remember then filling out the CAO and going, you know, I, I can't do this course, it won't give me time for music. I can't do that course, it won't give me time for music. And at, at the time, music wasn't an academic subject in my school. Yeah. And my, my father turned around and said, why don't you actually study music then? And that was a very novel idea for me <laughs> because I hadn't thought of it as doing a, like an academic course yeah. in it. And, you know, I said, jeepers, that's what I will do. Sure, that makes total sense. And I went off then and uh, up to Dublin to pursue the singing and um, studied music and Irish in UCD. I was there about six years, did a Master's in Music, and while I was at that, I was running in and out to the Royal Irish Academy doing voice lessons with Veronica Dunn, okay. who teaches opera singing and classical singing. Yes. So she gave me fairly rigorous grounding in that, and it was great to be challenged in that way, and it was great to kind of expand your range as a singer from high to low and yeah. work on your breathing and be exposed to songs in different languages, in Italian and French and everything else. Mm. And while I was doing all that, I suppose I never stopped the songwriting, um, and I was at that the whole time. And as soon as I left college, then I went doing a bit of part-time teaching um, of music and Irish. But I set about then, I suppose, trying to get to know people on the music scene in Dublin. And what I, I loved writing songs always. Yeah. But I kind of figured out, you know, I, it was all about trying to connect with people and get to know musicians and get to know people in recording studios and start doing demos. So I suppose I probably did my, I did a very basic demo, say, at 17 down in Kerry. And then I went on and did my next kind of, significant demo at 20 got a little publishing deal out of that did a couple of more songs with that publishing company mm-hmm. and um nothing major came out of it but i suppose i was honing my skills the whole time yeah and then i had quite a number of songs written and it was actually as you know i probably i judge on the tg Carter show yes. Glortira, but yeah. before there was a Glortira, there used to be a program called Tira, which was just a, you know a country music show yeah and I went on as a judge, um, or I went on, sorry, as a performer with um, Jerry Carney, kind of as the guest artist during his slot, if you like, on yes. Kjolt era. And there was a record company there, and they signed me up then, and we did our my album, Fallen Angel. Okay. Um, and uh, I felt very lucky to get that break at the time, because at that time, the music industry was changing, and a lot of record companies didn't have much money. They were kind of cleaned out. A lot of them had invested a lot of money in boy bands and girl bands, which was very much the on-vogue thing at yeah. the time. Um 
but there wasn't a lot of money around in the industry and a lot of the you know the music shops were closing golden discs and i remember the manager i had at the time sort of saying you know now you know this might be our last cut of it and literally i was felt very very lucky to get that yeah, break to get at the yeah. time um you know which was very encouraging and we went off and recorded a an album then in the cauldron in dublin um with a lot of top session musicians and like it was probably you know one of the happiest times of my life really to be honest getting yeah. the chance to go and do that and uh, and then I was asked to do the judging and Dorothea and I've been at that for 16 years yeah. um, and love it, you know, to see up in new coming talent and yeah. hear different voices and people from different parts of the country and different styles and some of them, you know, all, to hear all the different yeah. styles they bring to the programme and some of them write songs themselves as well. So that carried continued on my music education because you're being exposed to new things all the time and I learned an awful lot about country music, obviously, from being involved in that show. And I'd listened to country music for years anyway, growing up in my dad's yeah, bar, yeah. along with loads of other styles, traditional and yeah. everything. There was br- everything from Bring Him Home, from the Amazing Hear Song in the Bar, to the yeah. country songs, to traditional songs, to yeah. pop songs, you know, the whole lot. Uh, so we, I'd always had a kind of a wide palette, I guess, when it came to music. But probably what gives me my biggest thrill, really, is writing a song myself and delivering it well. You of know? course, yes, of um, course. And I, the last number of years I've been writing a lot with other songwriters and, and musicians and, and I love the social aspect of that too. Yeah. And coming together with other people to to I suppose bring you know, you both bring your own strengths to it and you can often two heads are better than one, you <laughs> make something even better, you know, with each other's course, skills. Yeah, yeah. Um and so I absolutely love that and I love the sociable aspect too of yeah. working on it with someone. I get a great kick and buzz out of that and I suppose I'm a sociable creature having grown up yeah. in a bar and and yeah, it was always part of your almost part of your DNA, like yeah. exactly. And it, it seems exactly. like your father was very, very encouraging as well. Like I mean, so, you he know, was. You know, I was like, very lucky that in that I, I'm sure a lot of people's parents <laughs> be telling them not to become a musician, not yeah. to follow singing. But you know, I suppose I, I did get the the teaching qualification in the background, so I had that. But I, I didn't actually do the HDP till I was 29. Yeah. But um, I had the degree and things, but I, I, I'm delighted that he told me to go off and do what I enjoyed doing, which was music, which, yeah. like I said, because it wasn't offered maybe in school at the time. It didn't seem you know, I, I, yeah. I don't know if it was even on my radar. Career yeah. guidance wouldn't have been then what it is today, you know, and I don't yeah. know if it was even on my radar to do it academically because I hadn't done it for junior cert or yes. cert, and I just dove in. Yeah. Um, and luckily, I suppose the Irish always came naturally to me. Yeah. And uh, I was able to spend the time then catching up on the music theory and learning all about it, which definitely helped with my songwriting then, learning about composition and chords and how to arrange music for instruments and things, you know. Yeah. Um, and, I ju- and I loved it. And I suppose when you love something, you'll you put the work into it and it's not a burden to you to go and learn, you know. Yeah. And, uh, and, and, even and if you start on the back foot. <laughs> and when you're going to write a song, we'll say, is there a, you mean, is it something that just comes into your head and you think you'll write about that or is it something you mull over for a long time, you know, anyway, what, what's, what's the process? The initial idea comes into my head and then sometimes it might come out in 20 minutes and sometimes I could be mulling over it um, yeah. for months and, and even certain songs I've gone back to where, you know, I might have written a, a verse and what I thought was a chorus and then, I turn around and maybe write a new chorus to it. You know yeah, that okay. sort of way. That I've even done that as long as four or five years later. Yeah. Sometimes and and then be, be happy with it. You know, so different songs come in different ways. I said some of them might come really quickly to you, and you'd have done in twenty minutes. And other songs, you could be you could be polishing them and tipping them and changing them for years. You know. Yeah. Um. So it really varies. Um. But I suppose it it's it's what I what I love about co-writing with other people is that you you kind of bring the objectivity to each other's piece. If you know what I mean. Yes. Um. It's like having an editor, you know, that kind of a way. <laughs> yeah. You'd be editing their bits and they'd be editing your bits. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I, like I find that, that excellent, yeah. I suppose. Yeah. Um, 
and and this, then the songs I write my own too like on the album I wrote all the songs myself yeah. bar one which I co-wrote and then as I kind of developed on in years I, I found I really loved the co-writing process because I feel like you know you're bringing you know you're bringing the strength of two yeah. people and there's probably encouragement as well to stay ahead is there during, there during is, that process you know, as well there is you know there's like an enthusiasm that comes with um, I, I love being involved with someone else in a project because yeah. there's an enthusiasm that comes with that as well and you know, and you're 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 excited because you you know you'd, you'd usually choose to work with someone because you admire them, <laughs> you know, in in different ways, and um, you know that brings a, a lovely wave of enthusiasm to the whole thing as well. Yeah. Um, and if you're working on it as a project together, then you'd be maybe working on it together to produce it and get it out there and so on. So I've been at that a lot now in recent months, and I'm excited. I have a couple of things in the pipeline and a single that'll be coming out in the next few months yeah, that I co-wrote with somebody you know and who I really admire. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, and uh, currently, you've, you've that single "Summer Wine" out at radio as well. Myself, yeah. Jack called Desi Egan, so yeah. that Played. was really enjoyable too. That came yeah. out of lockdown. Actually, I had put up music videos on Facebook during lockdown. Yes, to keep myself sane and, and to kind of put something nice out there for people when they were confined at home. Yeah, and um, he contacted me then off the back of the Facebook videos. So I suppose there was some little bit of a silver lining, you know, from, yeah, from having that. been hibernating yeah. during for that while, time. Like, yeah in yes. terms of doing a little bit of work together, you know. Yeah. And, and going forward, I suppose, will the judging continue? Will, I mean, will that part, or, I suppose a question about the judging, actually, I'd like to ask you, is, is there anyone stood out, you mean, is there, is there acts that stood out in that, you mean, when you were doing oh, that? Absolutely. You mean, like, oh, absolutely. I mean, every yeah. year, there'd always be one or two that really, really would stand out to you. And, and I suppose what we'd always have said to them as judges is like individuality, I think, is a huge thing in music that, yeah. you know, you want somebody who is a complete individual and unique and original themselves, you know, rather than, you know, as nice, as nice as it is to emulate other people or to imitate other people's styles. I suppose that most of the people who are the great music artists of the world are yeah. unique and individual and set their own style, you know, and have their own stamp on things. Yes. Um, and that's what we'd always say to the contestants is, you know, not to really, it's nice to admire other people. And, yeah. you know, we all, I suppose, take some inspiration from other people, but it's, very important to be themselves as well in terms of every aspect their their showmanship yeah, and yeah. their their singing their songwriting if they do write songs yeah. and um, their craftsmanship because what you want to be really is the best version of yourself and yes and that's, you have to you have to hear them in the song that's exactly yeah. it and yeah. and you know I think the authenticity of that is what hits people when they're watching the show yes um, you know and it's about being the, you know the very best version of yourself and, yes. and you, what you bring. Yeah. Uh, rather than imitating anybody else, you know. Yeah, and so, I suppose a great opportunity for you, you mean new, new artists, I suppose, new artists to, to showcase oh, it's themselves. It's a fantastic platform yeah. because I suppose the fact it's on twice a week and runs for about four months, yeah. it gives people a great chance to really catch the attention of the public. Well, and yeah. you know, there aren't very many country music shows, I suppose, on television. Really, That's right, yeah. you know, there's one or two on TG Car, but there's not very many um, yeah. across the board when you look at it. So you know. It has a very big following, Glority. It has, absolutely. It's a absolutely. really great yeah. platform. Yeah. And I suppose it's so long established. I mean, the show has been up and running now 16 years. So, you know, it, it, it's it recognised as a yeah, yeah, years, it, you know? It's recognised as an important platform. Um, it is. Uh, it I is. And I mean, even like. I was presenting Country Music Awards there up in Armagh a number of years ago. And, you know, it was very gratifying to see like the number of past contestants, you know, receiving awards for Best Newcomers or Best Album and... Um, I mean, between the contestants on the show and the mentors, you know, when I listen to country music uh, radio programs, you know, oft, very often, maybe 60 or 70 percent of the people I'm listening to are glory or either mentors. <laughs> or, or, or yeah, yeah, which is know, fantastic. And that's very gratifying. I mean, there's a whole host of people yeah, on the scene through. at the moment yes. that went through 
yeah. um, the, the Lower Tierra programme. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's an awful lot of names. I won't start yeah. mentioning them because I'll leave no, them I know, yeah. house, but, but we're, we're but living in very a, many. You we're, know? we're living in a very rich time of of of, of Irish country music and, and Irish music in general. I think right now, I mean, there, there, are, there appears to me there's so many young people who are taking an interest in it. Do you know kind of interesting? Absolutely. And I suppose the, the challenge, I suppose we talked about earlier, the challenge now is, is, is how are we going to get through right now, you know what I mean, and how people are going to keep up their spirits and feel that it's worthwhile staying at it. You know what I mean, like, because I think it's, music is vitally important. Absolutely. Well, I, I suppose, you know, music is one of those things in, in terms of there's, I think everyone loves music. I think the business part of it sometimes can be very, very hard. I often compare it to to dating somebody they can be very good to you and they can treat you rough as well <laughs> and the actual music industry can be a little bit like that in the sense that you know everyone who goes into it goes into it because they love music and they love the outlet and they love singing or performing and yeah. writing songs and sometimes it's not always good to you financially you know yes. um, even when times are good people have their ups and downs even the best of people have they yeah. have years that are very flourishing and very plentiful and bountiful and they have years that are lean or where things are quieter you know yes and maybe not going the way they'd like, not a mind then, you know, during the current pandemic, how tough that is, because, you know, like we were saying earlier on there, you know, most performers are reliant these days on gigs yes. for their main income. And, you know, it's not like 15 years ago when people went out and paid 10 or 15 euros for a physical hard copy of your CD. You know, yeah. the, the, the performer's only getting a small, tiny fraction. They might only be getting a couple of pence for every time it's played on yeah. Spotify or YouTube. You know, the amount of... It takes Income an awful lot. Get yeah. per play on those platforms is extremely low, extremely yes. low. It might be only a couple of cents yeah. um, as opposed to a couple of euro that they would have got years ago. Yeah. Um, so it, people are reliant on, you know, putting on gigs and selling their CDs and merchandise yeah. at the gigs. Yeah. It's gone back to that, like with the last 10 years, really, in terms of musicians making money. money and yeah. Not alone then, of course, the singers and performers, but you've all the people doing the sound and the lights yeah. and, you know, the event organisers. Yeah. The, the theatre owners and so on and so forth you know they're all struggling like, yeah, like yeah. I mean it's, yeah. it's a whole industry in itself that's been yeah. affected and yeah. it, it's awfully tough on people yeah. you know and, and a lot of these artists have invested I suppose a huge amount over the last couple of years as well because things oh, were oh yes I mean, I mean the, the amount of money it takes to, to, to keep the show up. on the road from you know the equipment yeah. and paying a band and yeah. paying the sound and the lighting crew you know there's an awful lot of cost behind the scenes and yeah. You know, to produce recordings of, of quality costs an awful yes. lot as well. It costs yeah. thousands and thousands, really. Yeah. Yes, you can do it a bit cheaper these days by performing, you know, or having studios at yeah. home. But at the same time, you have to pay other musicians to play on the record. Yes. You have to pay, yeah. you know, a sound engineer to mix it and so on, and artwork and graphics and photography yeah. and videos and everything Huge else. Huge amount of it. Um, and while it can be done a lot more inexpensively than it used to years ago, it's, there's still a cost there, you know, yes, people absolutely. still have to be paid. And, yeah. and if people don't have the income from the gigs to pay for that, it's very difficult for them. So, um, And, you know, like we were saying, you know, Ireland is the only country with a harp on its flag. I think yeah. music is very important to Irish people and it's important, I think, that the powers that be recognise that. Yeah. And, and a lot of what did keep people sane during the worst of the lockdowns was... You know, being on social media, watching yeah, other people music. perform yeah. or looking at pieces yeah. of art or reading poetry or they yeah. need that for a release. And, and I suppose Irish people by their nature are very into the arts and artistic and it's very important for people's mental health, you know, but be it sport or be it music or art yeah. or writing. It's very important for people's mental health to, to both to, to, yeah. create that material and to be able to enjoy it for the people at home to enjoy it, you know. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. it's important to keep it going and... Um, you know, I, th- I think there there is a mental health aspect to the pandemic as well as physical health aspects, which, you know. Yes, yeah.
Yeah. And music is, is uh, I mean, it's not another artist there one day. And she, I mean, she was saying that... It's an integral uh, part of, it's, of yeah, making it's people happy, happy and keeping people's mental health, a- absolutely. you know, happy uh, as well, you know. And, and always during downtimes or when things are not good, music has always been the thing, uh, the, the go-to place, if you like. Absolutely. I mean, starting for so many people. For people, for people like, yeah, yeah. Do you know that? They can turn on a song and release how they feel and feel, so on, yeah, whether it's yeah. creating it or listening yeah. to it. You know, um, I think, I, I suppose music and sport are two huge releases that way, along with art and yeah. writing. Very important. You know, so... Very important. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, Katrina, our time is nearly up. <laughs> I'd love to say chatting all day, but um, do uh, I mean nice thing? But but I suppose have you, what have you planned? I suppose in the near future, you're saying you had your your well at the, the moment. The summer wine single is at, at radio at the moment. Myself yeah. and Desi Egan and yeah, we played um, that. I yeah, we just wrote, I co-wrote yeah. a song recently. Yeah. It's in a kind of um, a country, a kind of a country popular vein. Um, and I suppose it's uh, about a story personal to my own heart, if you like. And I'm, I'm really excited now for that to come out in the coming weeks. I'll keep it a surprise and then I'll, I'll let you know as soon as it's ready. But um, we're recording it at the moment. So we have various different musicians now putting down their yeah. putting down their piece on the track. And um, myself and the, the co-writer are sing, going to sing it together as a duet. So uh, I'm really excited about that. It's another country singer who I really really admire and an amazing Good. songwriter yeah. and musician as well so I'm super excited now for that to come out in the well, coming months well we look forward to that wait to get it out there we'll yeah. definitely look forward yeah. make sure you send to us a play Summer Wine last week on my show so lovely song a lovely song so it is Summer Wine I really enjoyed it I like the song anyway but your rendition is fantastic so I think I'll have so to say thank you so much John much so we'll, we'll very much look forward to um, uh, what you have coming in the future that's for sure and um, you'll always be welcome here on Community Radio Kenny City anytime to um, so come, much, and, come on right, and chat keep in touch and let us know how things are going I certainly Please. will I definitely yeah. will John thank you thanks, so much thanks Katrina thanks a million take thanks care thanks a million go to right. John Cheers. bye bye